Tulsa City Councilor starting the week with something they did not have at this time last week, and that's a way to settle their little disputes before they become major beefs, a way to mediate perceived wrongs. Well, like, say, you know, counselors potentially violating the Open Meetings Act by texting each other about each other during council meetings. Joining us to talk about this new mediation process and much more on a Monday is Tulsa Mayor G.T. Bynum. Good morning. Good morning. So any counselor who thinks another counselor broke the rules could seek mediation. From whom? Um, I am not on the council, and this is a process that they are working out to figure out how they can avoid conflicts with one another. I believe it is with the chair of the council, yeah. but, um, you know, I served on the council for eight years. Of course, when you when you bring nine people from all parts of the city together with very different life experiences and ask them to address some of the big challenges facing the community that all nine of them love, you're going to have conflicts. Um, that, that, though, is one of the things I love most about serving on the council is just the diversity of the people. It really is a microcosm of Tulsa when you get everybody around that table to work through challenges. And at least in the time I served on there, I, I think when there were uh, personal issues between counselors, um, you know, we tried to work those out one-on-one, uh, -on -one, sometimes involving the chair. The chair of the council uh, changes every year so that you have a, a different person having an opportunity to have a leadership role. And I think the idea here, at least as I understand it, and again, I'm, I'm not involved in this because this is their own internal deal to figure out how to work with one another more uh, harmoniously is basically to formalize in their rules what has been done in the past, which is that if folks have a, a grievance, they would go to the chair and the chair would work to iron that out. So I, I think that's fine. That's mm. just putting in the rules something that I think has been done for a long time. And I think it's a good sign that it was approved unanimously as well. So. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> as are most things yeah, uh, that the council does, which, again, I think says a lot when you consider just the, the diversity of, of people and backgrounds that you bring on onto that one body. And really the one thing that everybody, at least that I've served with when I was on the council, had in common was they just loved Tulsa and wanted to do the best for their neighbors uh, and Different people have different ideas of what that means, and that's where you get debate, which is healthy to have. Uh, but you also want to be able to do that without it boiling down into personal disagreements and lawsuits and stuff like that. Two weeks ago today, uh, before the first of the <clears throat> three public meetings on Improve Our Tulsa began, um, I remember asking you that, you know, did you get any ideas from citizens at these meetings that made you change your plans? <laughs> and I take it that that's exactly what happened in the three meetings that you had. And it added $42 million to the bottom line of the bond package. How did you end up adjusting the total? That's correct. Um, <clears throat> you know, in, in all of these, we try to what you try to listen for are not like the one person who is upset and yells at the meeting. <clears throat> what you're listening for are what are the common threads that keep coming up again and again with different people and there's clearly something that should be in here and that isn't. And for Improve Our Tulsa, for this one, what came up repeatedly is uh, is that we needed funding to take the, the fire 
uh, apparatus fire truck maintenance facility, which is currently located in a floodplain, uh, and move that as well as the police maintenance facility for the 800 plus police cars that we have out on the streets on any given day and consolidate those into one uh, new facility that's in a safe and secure location with uh, the, the technology and, and space to be able to keep all of those vehicles out so that our first responders have reli reliable vehicles uh, to respond to things. Um, and that was something that we talked about at the town halls and that had broad support from citizens. Uh, another one that came up a lot was, uh, you know, folks who live in the newer parts of Tulsa where the streets are still, you know, a lot of two lane roads in the newer parts of the city that have grown. Uh, and their great concern is street capacity. Uh, and so we, we, in talking both with citizens and also with city councilors in meetings uh, and in not just sit councilors in one part of the city, but councilors in, you know, both South Tulsa, but also East Tulsa, which is growing very rapidly. We needed to increase the funding for road widening. So that is in there as well. And then, uh, you know, we did not have any funding for a, you know, River Parks has grown a lot since it since it opened uh, and their maintenance building is original to the opening of river parks. But you think about just in the last decade, all the things that have come online that place a maintenance demand on river parks, the growth of Turkey mountain, we're building this new lake. That's going to have maintenance, not just in the lake, but on the shoreline, they need a new maintenance building. Wow, yeah. uh, so that's in there. Uh, so there's things like that, that, you know, aren't necessarily huge and flashy. And then the last one is that we've done a whole lot of work in the Greenwood district. Uh, there's been a, a, a leadership team of North Tulsa community leaders who've developed a plan for the old urban renewal land that's there just north of downtown that really represents uh, North Tulsa's aspirations for the revitalization of that district. But there's going to be a lot of public infrastructure that has to go in to do that. Uh, park space, sidewalks, utility lines. And so we included funding for that as well. So none of these are super flashy, but they can all be included without increasing uh, our rate of taxation. Uh, we just added on uh, one more year of a bond issuance so that the property tax would be on the same schedule as the sales tax. And by doing that, we can include these other things which came up at these town hall meetings. Okay. Mm -hmm. Do you worry that, you know, sticker shock now it's up to $814 million. Is, is there a, a line at which you will not cross because it just becomes too much to, to get past? Well, I think the line we I will not cross is we're at the point now where this is the program that we can do without raising taxes. And I, I won't support a tax increase. I don't think a majority of my colleagues on the council would support a tax increase. And so this is the number that we can do over this period of time without raising taxes. And I think it's going to stay at that. Three city employees will receive big honors today. You'll recognize them with the Tulsa Blue and the City Star Awards. So my two-part question here is, what makes these awards so special? And two, do these employees know they're getting recognized today or is this a surprise? 
Uh, I'll go in reverse order. I believe yes. it is a surprise. Usually cool. people awesome. are shocked when they walk in, so I won't go into detail. Okay. <laughs> Though if they're showing up at the mayor's office, uh, they might have an inkling. But this is a program that we've had for several years because we have you know two types of honors we like to give our te- members of our team at the city. One are for those city employees who just go above and beyond to deliver great service to the citizens of Tulsa. They find ways to save money. They find ways to deliver a service better, or they just uh, are a tremendous team member and are recognized by their colleagues as such. And we call that the Mike Kyer Tulsa Blue Award. It's named after uh, our late chief financial officer, Mike Kyer, who served the city for over 40 years in a number of different capacities uh, and is regarded as one of the great civil servants in the history of Tulsa. And so we like to do this occasionally. It's very, it's pretty rare. It's not something that we give out a lot, but when somebody really, uh, you know, stands out and is someone we want to hold up as an example of what a great city employee looks like, this is it. And the other is the city star award for employees who make our workplace safer um, that's not just good for uh, the, the folks who work in that workplace. It's also good for the citizens of Tulsa because you have employees who are staying on the job and you're saving a lot of money by having a, a safer workplace. And so anytime we have an employee who finds a way to make their workplace safer and it results in a demonstrable decrease uh, in workplace uh, safety incidents, uh, or accidents, uh, then then we want to recognize them as well. All of this is just part of us trying to make this the best place to be a public servant in any city in the country. We'll uh, look mm-hmm. forward to meeting those individuals and look forward to talking to you again next Monday. Thank you, Mayor. Thank you so much. Thank Talks you. Mayor G.T. Bynum.